So welcome to another edition of Real Talk with Real People, a candid conversation with Dr. Caroline Thea Jones, and I am your host. And today we will continue where we left off in our last three conversations. The power of words, transforming your mind, and universal laws. In January, my guest and I introduced the idea of the power of our words. In February, we discussed transforming our minds to reach our intended goals. And in March, we discussed the universal laws that work together with our intentions and creating greater lives and reaching our higher selves. This month, I want to talk about faith. I want to talk about faith, passion, and vision. We are all familiar with the biblical phrase, faith, the size of a mustard seed can move mountains. But what exactly does that mean? When we stop to think about it, we can imagine that even the smallest amount of faith is powerful. A mustard seed is very, very tiny, but faith that tiny can move mountains according to Jesus' teaching. So how important is desire? Very important. If you have sufficient desire to succeed, nothing can stand in your way. Without desire, there is a chance that nothing you envision will actually happen. Without desire, there are no goals. Um, There are nothing that makes it easy for you to just go ahead with your plans. It makes it very difficult for you to bring anything into fruition. So without desire, you have no vision. And without vision, your dreams die. It's very foolish to go into anything without a vision. And when a fool speaks all that is on his mind, the plan soon dies, making it true what Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. It's not enough to just talk about what we want. We have to change the way we think. We must allow God's universal laws to work in our favor. We must have faith, and we absolutely must understand our desires and develop a clear vision of what we want then our words will create the kind of world we want to live in. So make no mistake about it. Our thoughts have an incredible ability to shape our lives. Our creator wants to help us achieve everything that we can imagine. In fact, our creator is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within our very being. You can have what you imagine. You can have what you say. And it all comes together when you have faith, passion, and a vision. So how does the power of words transforming your mind, working with universal laws, and having faith, passion, and a vision tie together? You would be surprised to know that it all works hand in hand. So my desire today is to get you thinking about how you can enter into a divine alignment with your creator. So today, we are going to discuss what it means to have a vision, and how our words, our thoughts, our faith, and our desires, along with God's help, will bring that vision into focus. My name is Dr. Caroline Bethia Jones, and I want to welcome you to my show. My co-host today is Ms. Anita Crum, and my guests are Ms. Kiana Nikki-Amin and Crystal Cornelio, and we're welcoming back Ms. Teresa Henry as our special coordinator. So hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Hello, welcome. How are Good. you? I'm excellent. And judging from these lovely faces, it looks like you are too. Welcome. Good evening, everyone. And I am the co-host, Anita D. Crum. So happy to be here. I am with Sisters Helping Sisters in Christ. I've been with them, this organization since 2018, Caroline. Can you believe that? Since It's been since 2018. Time flies when you're having fun. It's been that long? Oh, my God. It has. I looked it up. Wow. Yeah, I, okay. I looked it up for that purpose, for this purpose specifically, and also to share that we've been, I've been rolling with you for some time. You've been rolling with me for a long time. I, I uh-huh. Yes, you have. And I'm happy to have you. I'm happy to have you here. Hey, listen. uh, Yes, I'm happy to be here too. Happy to be here with these lovely ladies. And so we're talking about, as Caroline's intro, I'm not going to repeat it, but in terms of uh, faith, passion, and vision, 
those are three elements that will help us to evolve, to do the things that we're passionate about in life. Um, when we talk about words and words have meaning, it's that that is so powerful. Life and death is in the tongue, and that is real because what you speak comes to pass, good, bad, or indifferent. So it should always be words of love and kindness and encouragement of others. And that way, those things will come back to you, but not just for that sole purpose, but also to just to make sure that you're just doing things that are kind. In terms of uh, vision and passion that I have, I think we will, I'll get into, I'll share with that at another time, but I'm sure we're all prepared with how we're going to share on those pieces. But uh, I think Caroline said it all. She said it very well. And I won't labor that point, but certainly have much to share as we move forward. All right. So Crystal, if you would please uh, open up your mic and share. So good evening, everyone. Uh, my name is Crystal Cornelio. Uh, I am a history teacher, high school history teacher and uh, basketball volleyball and softball coach. Um, and I come here tonight um, knowing Caroline for about six years now, right? Uh, and from the minute that I met Caroline, um, I knew that she was someone special. And we have just bonded um, ever since. Um, you know, she's always been a light for me, someone to come and talk to. And I think, you know, I'm going to get into this later, but one of the most important um, things that Caroline shared with me is I remember I was going through a rough patch um, and I was, you know, talking to her and I, and she said, well, how are you? Like, I can tell that you're not, um, you know, you're not happy. And I was like, well, you know, I'm going to be happy when I do this and I'll be happy when I do this. Um, and, 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 <laughs> um, and she looked at me, she said, well, that, that's your problem. You're focusing on, you know, attaching your happiness to, to these milestones. Um, and so you're not living in the moment. Um, and, and I'm in a very different place than where I was at that point. Um, but I think that that's kind of, you know, at that, when I was at that point, um, you know, the power of words and, and the power of attaching, trying to attach happiness to material things um, can definitely lead us to a wrong path. Excellent. Amen. Yeah. And, um, and I'm sorry, I was supposed to pat, uh, ask you, Teresa, to open up your mic. So if you would, please. It's open. Okay, go ahead and speak your truth, share. Hi, greetings, everyone. It's a it's a pleasure to be on again. Um, for the last couple of uh, sessions, it has been really interesting. The topics that we've talked about, topics that we don't really talk about much with our friends and family. But this is a time to really stop and think. Start thinking about you know what we really want. I've been working in the financial services field for over thirty years, and that's the first question that I ask families and business owners and individuals that I work with, what do you want? And it comes from the topics that we're talking about now, your desire, do you have faith to get what you want? Do you have a vision? And that's one of the things that I've been doing for a few years. And I'm noticing now more and more people are coming into the awareness that they need to start thinking and wanting and believing that they can have what they want to have. So it's Amen. a pleasure to be on this call again. And uh, I'm looking forward for the rest of the evening because I know we're going to have a great conversation. Amen. Yes. yes. Thank you. Absolutely. And last but not certainly least, Arkiana, if you could please share. Yes. Hi. Good evening, ladies. I'm so happy to be here again. It's always a joy. Um, listening to these podcasts and when I'm invited to be a part of the podcast I like that too um, but these are, are some really wonderful topics some topics that will really help people and yes. I love getting the insight from others on what they're doing in their walk so that they can lead you know a purpose-driven life I love uh, getting other insights that I can add those things to my toolkit and hopefully you know I'll be able to drop some gems as well I'll let you know what I do in my life that has helped me um, but faith is definitely a huge part of my life. So any conversation around that, I'm always very willing to share because it's just the crux of, of my existence and, and how I 
press on. So I'm really interested in getting this uh, conversation going so that we can delve right in and share some tips. Absolutely. Well, welcome back. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, we've 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 gone through the introduction, so I say we can we can just delve right on in. Okay, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to continue to turn it over to my co-host, Miss Anita Crumb. Yes, and, um, okay. We're just, we just going to dive right in there, Anita. All right. Well, one of my favorite things that I like to talk about is um, having faith in, and speaking to what it is that you want. I'm a firm believer that anything, anything in life that we want it is, first of all, a passion. And second of all, it is something that is innate to us. And if we go after it, we will achieve it. Um, there's been countless things that I can share that have um, proven this. And over the time of this proof, it has made me feel so strongly about the statement that I just made. And um, I'll share one example. Um, there was a, a time, I was probably in my early 20s, and I was ready to settle down. And I was like, God, you know, I'm, I'm tired of dating. I'm ready to settle down. I think within two months, I met my husband. And, um, and, and oftentimes, when the things are correct, they fall, everything falls into place. And there's nothing to question. It's like confirmation after confirmation after confirmation. So that was the first one. And, and then, you know, that was that was enough for me because it had been something that I truly desired and wanted at that point in my life. So if I just go around the room and just anyone can respond to that, if you could talk and share about a time where your faith has gotten you to, um, you have arrived at a thing or, or a situation that you wanted in your life and it was born out of faith, if you could share that. Um, I, I can go first. Um, okay. So just going back to that same point that I was talking about earlier. Um, so what, when I, the, the point that I was talking about was that I was in a space where um, at 22, I had just lost um, my boyfriend in a horrible um, motorcycle accident. Um, mm -hmm. And then four months after, um, I lost my father. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Um, and so I'm at this space where, you know, I had just been used to my whole life when I was dealing with, you know, horrible things. I'd kind of just like focus on work. Um, focus on my education and just um, keep it pushing. Um, and so I did that. I kept it pushing. I kept, you know, I tried to um, dive into to work. Um, I went to back to school and I did my master's. Um, I got a new car. I was trying to do all these things to fulfill myself that I thought were going to bring me happiness again. Um, and yet I was miserable. Um, and, you know, then I had that conversation with Caroline and, you know, she said, you know, Chris, are like, are you okay? And I'm like, you know, I'm going to be honest, Caroline, I'm not. Um, and, and then, you know, the pandemic happened and all these things that I was using to, um, hide or to distract myself from the pain are gone. Um, and, you know, I was miserable. I was, you know, irritable. I was arguing with my siblings. Um, and they said, Crystal, you know, you need help. Like you need to talk to somebody. And I'm like, I'm not, you know, me talk to somebody like, uh, I'm no, I'm good. Like, I don't need that. Um, and then finally I realized like, I'm like, you know what? Like I do need help. Um, I, I need, I need to get help. Um, and so I remember going and I called, um, my insurance directory. I found a therapist. Um, and I think that what, at that point, that's when I decided that I was going to take control of my life because for a moment in time, I literally felt like my life was over and it was on pause and, and the world around me was just moving on and I was still stuck here. Um, and I decided that I wanted better for myself. Um, so I started going to therapy um, weekly. Um, I wrote down um, a list of goals that I wanted to achieve. Um, I started um, this uh, keto diet um, and next, you know, I, I lose um, 70 pounds. 
Um, and so all these things that I, you know, had put on, on the background, like I started to do and I started to feel better. Um, and I realized that um, it, it all started with me. Like I couldn't look for happiness in other places. I had to do the work internally um, in myself. And, and I'm in such a much better place now. Um, I think, of, you know, I write down my goals. I, I, you know, I think about living a purpose, purposeful life. Um, you know, when Teresa was talking about, like, I asked people, like, what's their plan? And, you know, what's their vision? I didn't have any of that. I was kind of just like, I'm just going through the motions. Um, and now, you know, I think about every action that I take, um, is it aligned with my values, right? Is this something that I'm being intentional about, right? Um, and I remember even when, you know, when Caroline asked me, I think Caroline asked me a year ago to, to go on her podcast last year. And I was like, oh, I don't even think I have anything to offer, Caroline. Like, why, you know, I don't know, like, maybe next time. Um, and now I'm like, no, like I feel I'm in such a much better place because I decided to take control of myself and my life. Um, and, you know, I really think about th this idea of like, you know, some days I'm not going to lie to you and say every day is great. You know, I feel awesome all the time. Um, and, and even when I think, you know, when something doesn't go according to plan, I get upset. Um, and I have to really, you know, think to myself and, you know, I think about 2 Corinthians 5, 7, like walk by faith and not by sight. Um, and I know that like, yes, I may want things for myself, but, you know, I have to trust God and I have to trust his plan for me. Um, and just because something is delayed doesn't mean that it's denied. Right. Um, and so I am. I, again, I, I keep saying it, but even, you know, when Caroline sees me in the hallway, she'll say, Crystal, like, you just have this glow to you, this light to you now. Um, and it, it's because of all the work that I did internally on myself um, that I can, I, I'm here in front of you all, you know, with this testimony. I want to thank you for that testimony. One of the, you, you said a couple of key things um, that I just mm -hmm. want to touch on. Uh, we, and we all feel all the key things that you said. Um, what we're always trying to do in Sister Self and Sister in Christ Ministry is allow individuals to work on themselves. It is not about us telling you what to do. It is about you having a recogni uh, recognizing that you yourself need to make some changes. You said a couple of a couple of things. First of all, when you've had two back to, uh, back to back losses, and I know firsthand that loss sometimes can put you in a, in, a, in a deep pit somewhere. It takes a great amount of faith to be able to pick yourself up after falling so, so low down. So I know that. I like the fact that you recognize that you needed to do that. I like the fact that you recognize that you and only you could work on yourself. So I'm going to say good job to you. And I'm glad that you are writing down goals and, and, and continuing to do the necessary work in order for you to not only become a better person, but to also put yourself in a position where you are now helping someone else to become a better person just by your testimony. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And um, it is said that when you're helping someone else is when you find how you can help yourself. It's like, as you know, the Bible says we are, we're to be servants. To be servants is the, uh, a servant is the greatest work that you can do because we're always, it's always about the other person. So that's beautiful. But Caroline, you hit on a lot of those points. Um, and what you just said about doing the necessary work within herself, then it became, she became a light because you noticed it. So that's, yeah, that's just one of the beautiful things about doing the work that we need to do. And you didn't feel comfortable. You knew that there were things that you needed to further work on and dig deeper and, and goals are it, having a vision and a plan. So talking about a vision, Teresa, let's, let's hear what you have to say about a vision. Yeah. Um, vision. I, I've been dealing with that for the last week. Um, we've had discussions about being a visionary and some of the sessions that I've been involved with and, you know, being able to use our imagination or I have been able to use my imagination to see and to feel what I want that it's here now. You know, when, when, when we use our, our uh, faculties, um, some of the faculties are like your perception, your will, reason, 
um, Im imagination, and um, there's one more. Um, um, yeah, imagination. But when you, you when we use that, our faculties, I think about the perception. In order to really to create a really good vision, we have to be able to see the glass half full, so to speak. You know, and many times when we want something, we look at where we where we presently are. You know, one might feel that they're not financially independent and don't feel that they can be a millionaire, let's say. But if they envision themselves in the future now having whatever it is you want, nine times out of 10, maybe 10 times out of 10, you will receive it. I remember I had a vision that I, I wanted a car and I had just gotten divorced. And um, I had I was going through a lot of challenges with uh, debt and uh, had to move. Uh, during that time, I had to move like nine times. Um, and then I remembered, I said, when I was a little girl, I wanted a bicycle. And I sat in, we lived in uh, Brooklyn in a brownstone, and I sat in a vestibule, the area where you walk into the home, and I envisioned myself riding a bicycle. I remember, I must have been 12 or maybe 10 years old, and I remembered the uh, association that I belonged to, they, which was a, a church, and they said that we can have whatever we want. All we need to do is ask and then believe and you will receive it. And I remember that because I was uh, altar girl. I was at church every week. And, and, and I said to myself, okay, let's see what you're working with, God. I want a bicycle. My birthday was that next week. My mother bought me a blue bicycle. I was so happy. And then she was, I was, I was so happy. And she was, uh, she had some friends over that day. And uh, it was raining and she didn't know, but she told me I could ride my bike. And, and I was like, oh my God, if she knows it's raining, she's not gonna let me ride my bike. And I was ready, I was so pumped up. So I did it again. I sat on my bike in that vestibule. And I said, I asked God to stop the rain. And I believed it and I had faith because he had given me the bicycle. I had already envisioned it. I had a strong desire for it. So I knew he was gonna stop the rain. Ladies, it had been raining all day and this was the afternoon. And it was like, it was not a shower. The rain stopped immediately and the sun came out. I believe that because I asked and I had the faith, I had a strong desire to ride that bike and I envisioned myself riding all over that block. <laughs> and I did. So I know firsthand, and I have so many stories I could be on here and tell tomorrow of the times. <laughs> I know. I know one, I know one more story I want to share with those three powerful words is uh, after the divorce, I, I, I had my car was repossessed and I needed a car badly. And my, uh, my, my uh, credit score was 400. Ladies, you know, you're not getting a car with 400 credit score or, less, or you're paying at least $5,000 now, you know? So I was, I was riding in this old beat up car that was stopping every time, you, every time I got in the car. However, long story short, I really, really, I was praying that morning, God, I really want a car. I really need a car. So I was in the car with my good friend and we went to the store. We went, we had gone to a store and I said, I asked, I, I heard the spirit say to me, go get a car. Now, mind you, I have no money. But I remembered, I remembered all those times, especially when I was a little kid, how he answered. So I was like, Okay, what do I got to lose? And mind you, we, I lived in Harlem at that time, so I was close to a, a car dealer on, uh, uh, I think it was Harlem River Drive. And she says, she says, no, I'm not busy. And she, and she knew what my situation was. I told her, I said, we're going to get a car. So we went to, and she, did, she just looked at me, but she knew I had created a lot of things in the past. So long story short, I went in, I looked at this car, it was a Pontiac. And I, and I focused 
and I envisioned myself driving that car. I loved it. It was a fast car too. And, and the sales, salesman thought I lost my mind when I said, well, nope, I have no money to put down. <laughs> he looked at my credit score. It was 400. <laughs> yeah. Ladies, I picked up that car that next week. I know how powerful that is. I know how powerful belief is. Yes, It still blows yeah. my mind. Yeah. And a couple of things that you said also too, um, it's no surprise that Jesus tells us unless we become like a little child. Yes. yes right. Yes. Because little children have a, a, a better tendency to um, have a desire and belief and faith. They yes, believe yes. they have faith and there's nothing yes. that tells them that they can't do something, right? I think if we if we can continue to to understand that as long as we don't turn back, as long as we don't doubt, as long as we continue to believe in ourselves and believe in what we're capable of, then we definitely will have the success. And again, thank you for sharing that story because I have plenty like that because I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly, <laughs> exactly yeah. what you mean. I know. And, and that, that is, that is so powerful. Just, um, you know, vision and speaking things to life. And I know that, um, Kiana has a great input on this. So Kiana, you want to share about vision? <laughs> oh yeah. Every time someone was speaking, I could, it really resonated with me because it matched uh, some time periods in my life. Like I know Crystal was speaking about um, some of the losses that she had and then yeah. how it fueled her to go to school and try to, you know, get these other things. And I remember when I started this um, journey that, that led me to where I am now, I was where I was, I would consider at rock bottom. And it was during that time that all I had was faith because I had nothing else. You know, I, the finances were terrible. I had lost a relationship, uh, not to death, but the person was gone. So it seemed like it, that was it for us. Um, and it was, but everything, it just, nothing, I had no joy, nothing was, was in my life how I wanted it. So the only thing I could turn to was faith because that was my last resort. Cause I was a person that had always tried to do everything my way. I always had a plan. I always was like, all right, if this don't work, I'm going to do this, but I didn't even need to go to the plan B. Cause my plan A was usually, I was really, you know, dogged about making plan A work. Even if that meant putting square pegs and round holes, I was forcing it. Um, so when I got to that point in 2009, where I ran out of options and I couldn't force my way in to have what I wanted. I, I, I was in despair. I didn't know what life like that was like. So I turned to God and I said, look, you know what? I have nothing else to try. So I'm gonna try the God thing and see if that works. So that's the only person that I talked to because I didn't want to burden my friends or my family, even though I had friends and family. I didn't want to go to them because I wasn't myself. I wasn't the confident, strong person who always had it together that they looked to. You know, I was in a very low place and my family and friends didn't even know that I was in that place. So I didn't want to go to them. The only person that I could go to was my creator. And at that time I made a pact and I said, hey, hey, baby. I made a pact and I said, hey, I'll try it your way and we'll see because I have nothing to lose. So I, I surrendered everything and I went all in and that was a huge a huge leap of faith at that time. And Anita spoke about those confirmations that you get when you step out on faith. Mm -hmm. And that's what I needed to build that, to build that faith muscle that is super strong to this day. It all came from those first moments of trust, stepping out on that limb, stepping out on those staircases that you didn't see and, and realizing yeah. after you got out there that everything that you had asked and prayed for to happen actually was happening and so you start you know turning to yourself and saying god is, is that you are you working these miracles in my life let's let's keep trying so i did it over and over again gingerly waiting for the lord to step in and a hundred percent a success rate at that point so that was all i needed i was sold i said you know what if i did my life up until this point and crashed that car and, 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 and messed it up and made it in a way where things were not working out, 
And then I decide to switch directions and let my steps be ordered and try to tap into some divine wisdom so that I, I think before I make a step and I say, which way do you want me to go forward and go that way and then see the success rate? Then that was my case for faith right there. So I've never looked back. So, so those are, so that was the building blocks for all the other moments that came. So the cars that came when I had no money and just thought about it that day, like I'll go get a car, which is how I got my first car. I didn't think about it the day before, but on that particular day, something inside said, go get a car. And I'm like, what? And it's like, I have these conversations <laughs> in my head. I'm going back and forth. Like, what do you mean go get a car? And what are you talking about? So going that day and coming home with the car, that's how the first one was. And then Anita spoke about um, having a conversation uh, with God and saying, you know, I really want to settle down and have a partner in my life. And then that person being brought to her. And uh, for people who know me, I can talk about this later because this is, would be another long conversation and I don't want to spend too much time now, but I had a love blueprint, which helped me manifest my future husband. So that's something that I would definitely talk about a little later on this call, because that's a, another ultimate test of faith right there. But um, my life from 2009 to present has been full of faith walks and um, success rates based on faith. And that's how I continue to live until the day I die. Wow, that that is so powerful. Um, the case for faith. I like that. The case for faith. We've all got our cases here for faith. Um, I think if um, we we focus in on what Carol, uh, excuse me, what Kiana said about the last resort, I know that for all of us, there were the last resorts of we being in charge of our fate, our lives, and just going just dead on about. This is the path I'm on. I'm not stopping till I get all these things, which Crystal is smiling about because she was there thinking about that. But um, it, it, we all get to that point where it is a turning point. It is a last resort. And then we turn to God. Now, just think how powerful it would be if we started there and trusted that, that process. But the faith that the case for faith, Kiana tested it. She ran, you know, experiments and found out, okay, I can't keep going that path with my own thought, but if I go this other direction, I shall then move forward. So God is always on standby. We get to choose. That's one of the things that we have to choose him to be the you know, the, the leader, the guider over our lives. And it's a beautiful thing when we do. And then um, I think the way that Kiana laid that out, I thought it, it was so beautiful, such a beautiful illustration of when we allow God to be the, the leaders of our lives or the director of our paths, everything turns out so much better. So it's like, okay, you still have the choice. And, you know, once you have arrived at those things, you make that choice and continue on with God or do you switch, switch off and then start doing your own thing, but you always turn to him. Um, but I, I just think that we've really just touched base on that. I know that um, we went around the room. Uh, Caroline, you want to share about... Uh, yeah passion or faith here well i'm listening to everybody's story and, and I'm, I'm very touched by all of them um as you all know because you've heard me speak about this before i didn't have to have a case for god i mm. was always on that path so god has been guiding my life from the very beginning but i do nice. have some of the same stories that you guys like um uh, what teresa shared and um what um crystal shared I remember when I was buying this house uh, 34 years ago. And I remember I said to my, my husband, he wasn't my husband then, we were just dating. And um, I said to him, we need, we need a bigger place because we already had our two kids, right? And we was in this one bedroom apartment. I'm like, we, I, I need a house. And so him trying to be <laughs> slick says, if you can find a house for a certain amount of money, then I'll buy it for you. Of course, he, the, the amount of money that he told me was, <laughs> was, 
was actually not uh, at nowhere near <laughs> where I would be. But I said, okay, I took the challenge. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take this challenge. And I prayed like I always did. And I asked the Lord to um, lead us to the right place. And um, so I got a realtor and she showed me a, a few things. The only thing is, is that we were from Bergen County. So we lived in Hackensack, of course, you know, we wouldn't have been able to find a place in Hackensack um, under the amount of money that he was giving me to spend. But um, he didn't say I had to stay in Hackensack, right? So I got a realtor and she, you know, took us to um, East Orange. But even when we got to East Orange and we found a really big, beautiful house, which we're still in right now, he, he says, oh, well, I can't afford this house. It's like, but you told me that, that this is <laughs> that if I found this house, and he was like, you know, he, you know, she's going through all the numbers and, and I'm all excited because I'm like, this is my house. This is my house. And he's like, can I talk to you for a minute? And I, <laughs> and I do. I remember he took me back in the kitchen area all the way in the back. And they, he was like, okay, all right. I would be honest with you. We can't afford this house. I can't get you this house. And I said to him, and it was just as clear in my head. I'm like, but this is my house. God has given me this house. And he's like, what? I'm like, God has given me this house. This is my house. And he's like, he took a sigh. He goes, whatever. And so I went and we talked to the real estate person. And sure enough, they did the numbers. They put us through. I mean, we had a, a few, we had a few issues in the beginning that was really making him mad because he was thinking, see, I told you, I told you, but I never, I never gave up the faith. I kept saying, nope, this is my house. This is my house. And yeah. 34 years later, here we are, you know what I'm saying? So I understand all too well what having a desire, what having faith, what, you know, um, standing true to what you believe, that mustard seed faith. I know all about what that is like. So I am just grateful that I continue to live that way. And I'm grateful to see that all of you are living that way as well. So uh, good job. I, I love these stories. I love these testimonies because your testimonies is going to help somebody else say, hey, I'm not going to give up on this dream. I'm not going to give up on this idea of having a car. I'm not going to give up on this idea of owning a house. I'm not going to give up on this idea of getting married. Um, I'm not going to give up. So, Yeah. And would you say, Caroline, that your faith was enough for your, your boyfriend then, now husband, to to, to, to to make it happen because you had the faith and he knows that, listen, God told you, so he needs to get on the ball and make stuff you know, happen. Funny. It's, I'm glad you put it like that because mm -hmm. yes, I'm the one who had the faith. And my husband, when he's telling these stories, he tells everybody <laughs> it's her. It's not me. Cause it's not me at all. Even the whole marriage thing, because we have been together for 10 years, right? And he still wasn't trying to marry me. You know what I'm saying? So, but, um, but, um Definitely. You can have enough faith, even when people yeah. don't believe in your vision, even when people don't believe in your journey, even when people don't believe in your, you, you must believe in yourself. You must believe in your vision and you must continue. Even when there's nobody, nobody sitting by you and nobody egging you on and nobody saying you can do this. You have to still say to yourself, I know. And I'm going to do this. And that's what, and that's the message I want to give to everybody. Don't allow somebody else who may not have your faith, your desire to talk you out of doing something that you believe so in your heart that you're able to do. So yeah. I just want to say that. And you know, Caroline, you are bringing up passion again, desire, because if we really desire it and have that passion for that thing it doesn't matter what anyone tells us that's right that's right you got to go it alone you, you're not gonna if you have to go it on your own it's it might take you a year two years four or five but it happens everybody's it happens. not going to see your vision first of all that's exactly. why you have to have a vision everybody yeah. is not going to see your vision and everybody is not going to support your vision you have to be committed to it. You have yes. to. And that's where the desire comes in, Anita. Because if you don't, if you have to have such a desire for something that it doesn't matter what anybody else say. If you, if you can so easily get rid of a dream that you have, it's because you really don't have a desire for it. You really don't mm -hmm. want it. 
Because if, if you could easily let go of a dream because of what somebody else has said or, or don't believe, then you didn't really believe it. You know, all things are possible to you if you believe they are possible. Of course, they're not possible if you don't believe. If somebody tells you it's impossible, uh, uh, Miss Teresa just told us that she stopped the rain. Okay. <laughs> she believed that was possible. And, and, and Teresa, I've, I had a couple of incidences where I also stopped the rain and not only the rain, but other things too. So trust me, I know. <laughs> I do yeah. know. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's look at um, passion and desire again, because I think that it's key. It, it well, all, all of these are key, but we, we were just talking about having faith. Um, and, and that's really powerful, but it also drives to have that passion. So the two work together to make the, the manifestation of that thing. So um, if anyone wants to chime in and talk about how um, and share with our audiences out here listening to our podcast about that correlation of having the faith and the desire and things manifest for you. So um, I want to touch on something that I think um, kind of coincides with what Kiana was talking about earlier and Teresa, but um, this idea of like, okay, so we have these happy stories of, of like, you know, Teresa stopping the rain and, and having a 400 credit score and walking in and say, I'm going to get that car, right? Um, but I think that a bigger test of our faith um, is when you really, really want something um, and you don't get it. Right. Um, and then you sit there and you're like, you know, why God? Like, you know, I put in the work, you know, I prayed for this, like why? Right. And you get really upset because just like Kiana, I'm that type of person that like, you know, I don't have a plan B because I'm gonna find a way to pl make plan A happen, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And so w when you, when you go so hard, right. Um, to make something happen and you, and you pray and you have faith and then it doesn't happen. I think it's natural for us to get upset and, and say, why God, like, why are you denying this? But I think that one of the biggest, you know, lessons that I've learned is that, um, you know, we talked, you talked about, Anita, um, those confirmations along the way, right? That like, you know, you wanted that thing so bad and then and you, you're upset, right? Um, and then like a month, you know, sometime happen, passes and then something happens that makes you realize like, wait, like I was so upset about that thing, but I wasn't even ready for that. Like, you know, like mm -hmm. something just happens to show you that no, like if you had actually gotten that, you wouldn't have known what to do with it. You wouldn't have been yeah. ready. Um, and so, you know, you have to keep the faith, even when you don't get what you want, um, because, you know, one, it, it just meant that it wasn't right for you at that time. It wasn't right for you. Um, or that something's going to, God is going to give you something even greater than what you had imagined. Um, and that has happened to me countless times where, you know, I was so upset and I decided, you know what, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to trust God. And I'm going to, you know, come to terms and, and come and, and, you know, find, make peace with the fact that that wasn't right for me. Um, mm -hmm. And then something happens later that confirms that. And I was like, wow, like I was so upset over this thing. And now I'm realizing like that actually wasn't, a, you know, a good fit for me or that wasn't right for me at that time. And so I also thank God for those closed doors um, when things don't work out for me. Um, and then he gives me something, you know, beyond my imagination. So I think mm -hmm. that's another, you know, another gem I'd like to put out there. Yeah. And that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Caroline, were you going to just follow, touch on, uh, follow up what she was saying? I, I think she said a mouthful, don't you, Anita? I mean. Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. We were, a, a, yeah. a lot of times we don't even realize the blessing is in the not getting. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was going to um, add yeah. to that. Uh, thank you so much, uh, yes. Crystal, for bringing that up because yeah. that's what people don't don't realize sometimes, especially when I talk about my plans and things like that. It, I, I might confuse folks because they think that when I say that I have my plan and it's going to happen, they're thinking that it's exactly the way I put it, which sometimes it is, but sometimes it's not. So what I had to learn was that flexibility, understanding that you have to really um, not get married to the details, but just really look at the ultimate goal. Like, what are you trying to accomplish or what is the end result that you're trying to achieve? Because there's many different paths that lead you there. It's not just one way. And me before with my plan A and thinking that that was the only way, I was so blind. I had that, you know, tunnel vision where I couldn't even see 
that there was other options left and right of me. I was so focused and missed so much that way. You know what they say, you can't see the forest for the trees. So uh, one of the, the Bible verses that I really love is in Jeremiah, when it says, um, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, you know, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope in the future. So leaning on that scripture, it always reminded me that I have a plan, but it has to be also in line with God's master plan. And my plan, it's like, it's like the wheel in the wheel, you know, it's like a small plan, but it's wrapped in this larger, greater plan. So my plan has to be in line with that. So sometimes uh, the details that I thought I had for how I wanted my plan to work, it, it doesn't jive well with the master plan. It might be something that isn't going to lead me ultimately to the end. I'm going to be disappointed. And another point that Crystal brought up is reflection, which I do a lot of because I journal. And so I'm always um, looking back over years and different times and just seeing how far I've come. And that's also been really helpful in uh, stamping my faith because those things that I thought I wanted that I wrote down at this point in time that was so important to me, when I read it maybe a year or two later, or even a few months later, that feeling is gone. So it reminds me that sometimes we're, we're putting too much emphasis on these emotions that are leading us in a direction that's not based on God's purpose for you. Yeah. So, I'm, so I had to, so basically I say all that to say that I learned flexibility, learning flexibility and being um, open to, new ways was the one of the best things that could happen because it allows me to be still and see you know how these things happening are actually getting me to where I should be I don't I don't fight it anymore you know I don't go against the tide you know there were times where you know you want to really pull on those closed doors you want to bang on them you're like no I have to have this I have to have this and then you realize like she stated four months down the line she sometimes down the line you get to see why that wasn't for you. You know, you didn't get that job. But then when you, you got a better job later, a job with more money or a job that was just happier, you know, you thought that would be a good fit. But then you talk to the people that work there and they hate it or the job is tanking. All types of reasons you don't know. So it's just better to always be happy with what's happening because everything happens for a reason. And if people spend time reflecting on things that have come before they will start to put those pieces together because sometimes we don't see the whole puzzle i know yeah. for me i don't you know if you have discernment like caroline has she <laughs> makes the whole puzzle but me i'm slow to seeing the whole puzzle i don't see the picture i just put pieces and i just want to run with the pieces i'm thinking i'm putting together you know one thing and then when i get a couple more pieces i realize oh it's a different picture so now seeing my shortcomings you know with my foresight mm -hmm. I'm, I'm willing to take that step back and um, not try to force anything. I'm grateful for all the all the things that are making me late, all the things that are not allowing me to get out the house on time. Instead of being upset about those things, I'm I'm grateful because I'm like, what is it that you're keeping me from? If I had left mm -hmm. 10 minutes before, would I have gotten an accident with something? That's so right. I'm grateful for what's happening. And when you enter that space of gratitude for all things that are happening, then you realize that you're not missing anything. And nothing is ever a mistake. Yeah, well said, Kiana. Um, I think that uh, Caroline, you're speaking. We're not hearing you. You're right. muted. I, I'm. I'm sorry. Um, I wanted to um say this. Why Kiana has said that. Uh, um, the most important part of that, what Kiana is saying, is being able to listen to God's voice. Yeah. Um, so many of us don't don't have that revelation because we don't we don't sit still long enough to really understand that that God communicates with us um case in point is this was many many years ago I mean so before I actually um before I was heavily heavily into the, the ministry the way I am now but I still was in the start of it and um, I was meeting a friend of mine who was coming to the house for a ministry lesson and she didn't know how to get to my house. And um, I said, I will meet you at the gas station that was up the street from my house. And I was at the gas station and I, I, I was in this small little car, this tracker. And um, I noticed a group of young men, young boys, 
walk, they walk past my car. They had bats and sticks and in their hands, like they were about to be up to no good. And because I was in my car, I didn't think anything of it. I, I said in my mind, I know they're up to no good, but it don't got nothing to do with me, right? So I'm sitting there and I'm waiting and I'm thinking about things that we're gonna do in the ministry. And I heard this audible sound within my head say, drive. And I was startled, right? And I'm saying drive and, and it got louder, drive. And as I look, those young men were coming back toward me with their sticks and bats, looking like they were, right. And when I still didn't understand, and I, I promise you, I don't swear, but I promise you, I promise you, when I didn't move quick enough, something pressed against the gas tank and got me moving. My car <laughs> moved at the very moment that they were about to make contact. You understand? I literally was totally outside of myself. I didn't even understand what was happening until the car moved and I got out of the way. And I just, at that point, understood what was happening in that moment. So sometimes we have to make sure that we are in tune to hear. Mm and to be willing to move when God say move. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times we, we're st we stay stuck in our own self and our own thoughts and our, and, and our own way. We get in our own way sometimes. But when you are, when you are I don't know, when you are in, in, in line and in tune with, with your higher self, um, whether or not you're perfect at it or not, as, as long as you can stay focused. And I was focused at that time. I was completely focused at that time. So it was easy for, for that intervention to happen. You understand what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I, I want you all to um, pay attention to the small things. We miss mm -hmm. the small things, but I want you to pay attention to the small things because they're very, very important. If you keep your mind stayed on the Lord, right? You keep your mind stayed on the Lord, right? everything, everything that you desire. First of all, that's, that's scripture. You keep your mind stayed on the Lord and everything that you desire will, will, will come to you, right? Because we have to, to stay in tuned. We have to stay connected to, to that, um, to that energy. So the, I just wanted to say that when Kiana was saying what she was saying that that came to my mind. So that is, that is all. Wow. <laughs> well, that's a lot. That sounds like it's a wrap up and some final words that we would be parting with. So Caroline, I'm glad that you um, you opened that up and set that out there. So Teresa, because um, we meet for an hour, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, Teresa, if you could please share some um, parting words for, for everyone. <laughs> I think Caroline said it. <laughs> I don't, I mean, there's really not much more you could say when you think about that. I mean, because I've had an experience like that too where uh, I was about to crash into a truck and I did not stop the car. The car stopped on its own. And, mm. and all that is, uh, is about having that faith, having the faith and really trusting in the Lord, trusting and believing that you are taken care of. If we're, if we're taken care of, it's, it's, it's like an invisible force that just comes and protects us and gives us all the things that we desire, everything that we desire. If we only just believe and take away the blindfolds and the blocks and, 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 and believe in what the media says and depending on our five senses, our five senses will fool us every time because you don't know, Carolyn, how that car moved. <laughs> you know, sight, taste, touch, smell, you know, and it's impossible to really be able to put it into words. It's just one hour. We really need a good seminar for the whole day. And Teresa, it takes a lot of faith for you to believe these stories that we are saying to you tonight. Yeah, exactly. We, you know, sometimes you don't even want to share some of the stuff that you, that you've gone through for, 
you know, obvious reasons, but, uh, yeah, yeah. exactly. But, and that, but see, this is a time with the change in the environment, the change with things that's happening now, this is the time when these discussions are very important, very yeah. important in all areas through mind, body, and spirit. And one of the areas that most are not talking about and do not believe, even though we've gone through a lot of these, these, uh, miracles, so to speak, don't believe that they could be wealthy. They don't believe that they could be wealthy. And I've, I've noticed that over the years that most do not, but they believe in all of these other things, but they don't believe if I said, if you, you could be a millionaire, you know, most say, well, I don't want to be greedy. I don't want to, you know, I don't really need that much. No, you don't really need it. But he said, press down, shaking together and running over. Yeah. And, and that, that is uh, the saying, you have not because you access not. not. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Making financial decisions, decisions and understanding how money works is a skill that most do not really know and do not know how to acquire because they mm -hmm. haven't asked. And many, many families not lack the knowledge of knowing sound financial choices and believing what God says about money. Because our when, in a, when, when you look in our community, our net worth is going down more less than one percent. As, a, as opposed to other other uh, classes where it's going up much more, over 50%. You That's know? by design, so, though. Uh, to it's by, it's by design. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I bring up what happened, you know, in the uh, Wall Street, the Black Wall Street. After that time, it's almost like it was ingrained in our DNA not to trust and believe that we're promised wealth because of what we saw. Our, sight, our, our senses said that we cannot be financially independent. And even to this day now, it's like pulling teeth to help folks to understand that you can be financially independent. You got to feel comfortable about talking about money. Most are not comfortable about talking about money because they don't realize that we were born rich. That is our forgotten birthright and heritage that we're born rich. And if we believe these things in these other areas then we need to wake up and smell a coffee and understand that now is the time that we must understand the promises that God gave us when it came to wealth, comes to wealth. That's one of the wow. things that I've been doing for uh, many years. One guy, he didn't even believe me. I freed up $1,800 for him. And when he retires, he'll have $1.2 million just wow. from money he was already spending when I had to work on his prosperity consciousness to believe and trust and know that he has promised these things. So, we well, Teresa, we have now identified our next session and series of conversation. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Kiana, if you could please give some parting words on this topic that we've shared this evening. Yeah, so I just wanted to um, definitely drive home the point that Teresa was just talking about and that Caroline opened up um, when she was talking about listening to the word of God. It's about definitely awareness. You have to always uh, pray and say, turn up the volume on that inner voice because mm -hmm. that's exactly what we're talking about. And we live in a, in a, in a world and in a society where people don't have it turned on and, and, and they're unconscious. They just go through the motions and everything is on autopilot. So yes. you have to snap out of that mindset of just going and going and going and doing and doing without thinking. There's so many things that we can do without thinking, but that are of the world. You want to get on the kind of not thinking that Caroline is speaking of, which is God is moving you where you need to be, moving that car, you know, stopping that car, doing all types of things like that. So that comes from, it's it's like the movie, The Matrix. I mean, basically that's what we're talking about here. And, and people, hey. you know, understand that it's about seriously unplugging from what they want you to pay attention to all those distractions and, and turning up that awareness to our spirituality, to to what connects us to what's beyond this earth, this plane, because um, there's a master teacher in Harlem, in Pudishi Jehudimus, and he keeps reminding us, we are divine spiritual beings having a human experience. So people think that earth is, that's it. We're born, you die, that's it. And if you believe that, that's cool, but I don't believe that. Earth is not where I began, and earth is not my final say. I'm just passing here at this time in this human form but this soul and this spirit was 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 already here many many 
so much time ago. I can't even count the number of times because it's been so long. Um, so it's not just the 40 years that I've been on this earth. That's not the, the crux of my existence. And so recognizing that helps you tap into, like Teresa said, five senses are earth senses. I don't want just five senses. I want like the movie Lucy. I want all the other senses, you know? So that, that, that's, what, that's what really uh, sets you apart when you start on this path of consciousness. It's, it's understanding that there is so much more beyond this realm that could aid us while we're here. Because yeah. while we're here, we have a mission that many don't know. And if you're, if you're here and not doing your mission, then you're kind of like, you know, your life isn't purpose-filled. But once you say, hey, I recognize that I'm here. I recognize I was born for a reason. What, what do you want me to do? Now that's going back to the person that sent you here. You know, the mm -hmm. entity that allowed you to exist here and getting mm -hmm. downloading those instructions. So that's what I'm doing. I'm awaiting instruction all the time. I'm moving on those instructions. And I want um, my life here on this planet this earth, this time that I have, this finite time to be, you know, purposeful. And once this life, this um, breath passes, and then I continue on, I, I want to be, um, I want to know that I completed my mission, you know, so I can go back and see what the next mission is. So I think my part of birth is just about awareness, just tapping in and just really being able to get those additional senses because there's so many there's so many that we're not there's so much that we're not using yeah. here but, but you can use it here you can just like all of us have these stories of these miracles these miracles are happening happening because these are folks that have understood that there's a divine power that can be accessed while we're here so just i don't want anybody to ever forget that yeah well said well said crystal if you would uh mind sharing some closing remarks oh wow how do i follow that up <laughs> um, <laughs> or add to it add yeah. to it <laughs> um that was really good kiana um i think you know what i want to leave our listeners with today um is that you have to surrender um and trust mm -hmm. um the lord's plan and you know and kind of touch base on what everybody talked about but you know really be in tune like caroline said and listen um, and like Kiana mentioned, like waiting for those instructions, right? Because um, a lot of times we try to, you know, we hear or we we, we know what the plan is um, and we see signs and we we purposefully, um, purposely um, ignore those signs and, and we think that we know a better way, right? And I think even back to when Kiana was talking about how she went through a rough path in, in um, 2009 and, and came to a point where she was like, well, you know what, like, you know, this is it, like, you know, this is my rock bottom, like, God, what do you have for me? Um, and then you have someone like Caroline, who's always listened and followed instructions. I think, um, unfortunately, you know, it also took me to, to hit rock bottom to realize um, that my plan, you know, couldn't coincide with God's plan, right? If I, I had to listen to what he wanted for me, um, and I had to, you know, find purpose in what I do, um, and be aligned, and, and, you know, all the things that I do now, and, and you know, reflecting, um, in, you know, working on myself, um, and, and doing the work, right, because, you know, going back full circle to the beginning of the episode, um, we talked about um, how, yes, it, everybody applauds, you know, doing the work, but doing the work is really hard, right, um, it's really hard, it there, you know, there are times where I break down, where I'm like, oh my, like, the, you know, but it, it's necessary, it's healing, um, mm -hmm. I know that I'm breaking generational curses by doing it, um, I know that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm living a, a more purpose for life that I'm, you know, that I'm being an example for my siblings. Um, and so I say all of that to really just, you know, again, tune into what, you know, the signs that God is giving you. Um, and oh, that's every day that I wake up, I think about how can I serve God? What can I do today mm. to be a better person? Um, and how can mm. I walk in his, in his path and his image? Um, and then if I know that I do that, um, then I can go, go to sleep every night content. Well said, well said. And I'll add to all the great closures that we've offered our audience for today by saying, um, you know, ask, ask so that you can receive. We don't receive because we're not asking and test it, you know, write out, write out goals and 
put every effort in achieving those goals and watch what happens. Believe it, have that faith. And it's, as Caroline said earlier, faith of a mustard seed. Mustard seed is very, very tiny. So try it, give it a shot and, and watch what happens. And that will set you on your new path. So Caroline, I'll pass it back over to you to close us out. I, I want to thank all of you for participating in this discussion. Um, so many things were said here. So many things were said here. And I'm really hoping that the takeaway is that we're going to um, listen and allow the universe <laughs> or the creator <laughs> or God, whatever you, whatever you, whatever name you put on it, because I don't want to get into this, you know, uh, what, what other people call um, those who you worship, but um, we need to be in tune and we need to listen. We need to um, definitely stay in faith. Um, we, there's nothing wrong with having desire. So we need to have a desire and uh, we, we need to have a vision. And, and what a vision simply is, is um, all of you have mentioned it is something that you can see in the future, something mm -hmm. that's not happening right now, but something that you can envision that is going to happen in the future. Um, I'll leave you with this. Years ago, when I was in my 20s, I went, whenever I'm, I'm writing in my journal, and I went back and I read one of my journal entries the way Kiana did, and I remember saying that I wanted Al and I to grow old together, but I remember mm -hmm. specifically saying that I can imagine, I could imagine us walking along the beach when we're 60. I was in my 20s at that time. And wow. last year when we went to Atlantic City, what were we doing? Walking. <laughs> Walking and, along the beach in your 60s. And it hit me. It really hit wow. me. That I spoke wow. that into existence. So <laughs> I that's what I'm trying to tell you. You can speak things into existence. And just because you speak it today doesn't mean it's going to happen today. That's what being a visionary is. Uh, a visionary is somebody who can see deep into the future. Um, like a prophet. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? So just because you, what you have envisioned did not happen yet, please don't give up hope because that's what a vision is. It means it's going Amen. to happen in the future, right? So I, I want to leave you with that. So thank you again for joining me for this edition of Real Talk with Real People. Um, this, this has been such a great, great time and I cannot wait for next month. Next month, we're going to do a wrap-up session. We're just going to, uh, my co-host and I are just going to wrap up everything that we've done for the last um, uh, three or four months. And then we have a special edition um, coming up in June. Look forward to that. We're going to get into some deeper, deeper learning and some deeper education. I will keep you posted on that. But um, this has been... Real Talk with Real People, a candid conversation with Dr. Caroline Rathia Jones, and I'm looking forward to bringing it back again. Good night. Good night. Good night.